Hello and welcome to the Rams Review Podcast. Discussion, insights, analysis, all passion, all derby. Some decisions are black and white. Let's get stuck in. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Rams Review podcast and today is a very special Rams Review meet and today we are meeting Val, Go- oh, I can't even pronounce I-, I had it, I had it in my head and I can't Jokai. say it, Jokai, uh, that's it, uh, and Corey, Corey joins us as always, Corey, how are we doing mate? Jason, thanks for having me on, Val, appreciate you taking the time mate, thanks. Thanks for having me on boys, appreciate no it. No problem, so hopefully... Um, Derby fans will remember will remember you, Val. Two thousand and twelve, I believe it was that you signed for Derby. Yeah, that was under, the year under Cluffy. Under Cluffy, I believe it was exactly. Yeah, uh, some some interesting times back then. Um, came in uh, as I now know as a as obviously as a centre off and not a striker for yeah. some strange reason that I thought. Um, <laughs> in fact, I, if memory serves me right, one. Yeah. Certainly in pre-season, one of the games that I remember, was it Macclesfield Town that you played? <laughs> there was one because I was there. And I remember... Uh, I'm not sure I played... Mac- we played... The first game was we played Mansfield. Mansfield, that's it, of course. Yeah, in just Mansfield, down the road. Yeah, I played yeah. The, yeah first half. And yeah, then I was there then. then. We played a couple more. We played Burton, Northampton. It's yeah. Like more games. And then just from yeah. then on, uh, yeah, it went really quick, actually. And uh, yeah. Magic Clough said to me, he said, we want to sign you. <laughs> and Which, that was a bit surprising for me, but that's how it uh, worked out at the end. Cool. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think it was, there must have been the Mansfield. I knew it was an M of, M of some description. Yeah, so, Mansfield yeah. was a good one. So, obviously, the, uh, how old was you when you came over? Uh, 18. 18 was, uh, 18 was about to turn 19. About to turn 19, yeah. right. So, obviously, um, was it your native Switzerland that you were that you were playing at when, when Derby were interested? Yeah. I was basically playing in the academy in Lucerne. This is my hometown club here. Uh, when I played there from the under-13s till the 21s. And then they told me for some reason, they said, you're not good enough to stay here. I was surprised about that. I said, yeah, that's fine. Uh, I had tries lined up in England. Derby wasn't the only one. Like, I'd done one before. You went to Newcastle, uh, Newcastle, didn't you? Yeah, and I was in Newcastle in the winter before I signed. And, yeah, I knew that uh, somehow, like, I knew what I, that was good enough to be playing like somewhere in England, and I just went to these trials. And Derby was basically the first. I had other uh, uh, other couple lined up uh, after Derby, but I didn't do it. I said Derby was the one for me then because I was like a, like how the lads were and uh, Nigel Clough that they really wanted me. Like he showed me that, and I just like uh, said, yeah, that's fine with me. I think there's and been. I, a few I'm, I'm really happy that I did that because like uh, I think it couldn't have gone any better at the start. I think that, Corey, there'd have been a few players that, that obviously, since uh, Nigel's left, all of them have pretty much said that you know his his pulling power of set, of signing people. It was, yeah. you know, it was it was a great thing, and I, I would have thought at that time, Val, it was probably uh, Jake Buxton and Sean Barker. Barker uh, was the injured before? the season before he got injured. Right, it was Keo came in. Ah, right, was, okay, yeah, Jake Keo, and the other centre back was was uh, Marco Bryan. Yeah, yeah, was, yeah. He had an injury as well at the time. So basically, yeah. uh, when I joined the club, I was the third choice in the back. Yeah, and uh, from the start, I knew what I was getting into. 
and Nigel Clough said, I want to build you up like steady uh, for the first team. So you're going to be playing with the 21s all the time. You obviously will be traveling with us and everything. And whenever there is a chance for you to play in the first team, I'll put you in. And that's basically what it was the first year. Uh, all around, I played a couple of games in the first uh, season. I played, I think I started two games. I came off the bench like four or five times. I'm not sure. Uh, but I was traveling with the first team all the time, you know, again, this, this experience in. Well, most of the times I was playing with the 21s, just like uh, staying much uh, fit and everything, just get my fitness level up. So, so Val, what obviously you, you were playing at youth level at, at Lucerne. Um, yeah. You come, you come to Derby, you're in that first team environment, you're in a championship environment. Yeah. How how significant was the step up for you, and 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 things that we don't understand that necessarily obviously people talk about the step up, but describe yeah. what that means, and then how was the step up for you, and how long did it take you to adjust to the pace, the power, and and the different level of English football? Well, it took me about a month of training, literally, like because the speed and the level and it's just like so much higher than anywhere anywhere else I've been. Now I've never played anywhere like with. I've played with grown-ups, obviously, at 21's level here in Lucerne, but it's just different because Switzerland is not that big of a country for football and whatever, and the standard is not that high. So when I first got there, I knew that because I was this kind of centre-back uh, that I can play out the back, my feet were very good because I used to play in midfield earlier on and whatever. So I knew that I'm not going to have problems with that. It's more like physical strength and whatever, and just a high tempo. And in training, like uh, it took me like a month, literally like a month of training and stuff to get uh, up to the standard and the, the speed of the of the game. But after a month, I, was, uh, I thought I was fine with it, and uh, like I worked my body a bit and got stronger and stuff. But yeah, it took me like a month, a good month. So, was was working under obviously Nigel Clough. Cloughy is a big name in England. I'm sure it is. Yeah. In Sure, it is in Switzerland. I'm not sure, but exactly. Yeah. Was was that a bit of a draw as well to come to Derby to work under someone like Nigel Clough's tutelage? You had this great lineage of of, of, of yeah. a great managerial father. He's a very good manager in and of himself. Was that kind of part of that part of that as well? Of, that kind of dream? Of course, of course. Like I knew Nigel Clough. I knew the name. I knew about his dad and stuff. And it's but for me, it was more the way he talked to me. Like, literally, when I started training uh, first week, Monday, Tuesday, I think we played Wednesday, the first game or whatever. He comes to me like I was one of the players already. And he just looked to me saying, like, I don't know, pressure or whatever. Just do what you can and stuff like this. And from that moment, I felt like a connection with him. And he really liked me a lot because he was saying, like, to me, yeah, the way I want to play football, I need somebody in the back who can obviously play out the back and stuff. And I can see that from, your like, the first two training sessions, then you can do that. And it's just the way he's talking to me, like from the start, he made me feel very welcome uh, at the club, but like I was a pl player already of Derby County, you know. And it's just like this connection I had with him uh, that it made like the, the choice very easy for me. Yeah, that must make it a lot easier for you, obviously, coming yeah. in to, to, to yeah. have that kind of connection and make him feel like you're already kind of part of that clan. Yeah, and the thing is as well, because from the start, he was very honest with me and he's told me like the plan he has with me. He said like, yeah, obviously playing with the 21s. He made me captain of the 21s as well. Like I was new in the team and he made me captain of the 21s. He said, I want you to lead this team, uh, obviously gain experience and stuff, get match ready. And whenever there is a chance. And he, he lived up to that promise because he gave me the chance. Like even the first game of the season, I made my debut. You know, we played Chef Red uh, at home and I came off the bench for like five minutes. But he lived up to that promise and gave me the debut. I'm thankful for that. Uh, it's just like, yeah, that was the first year was very well. And then from the second year on, obviously, he got sacked and uh, went a bit downhill from that. I think, obviously, uh, one of the things that I 
would kind of remember and would, would slightly expect that your chances after Nigel left was probably limited because exactly, yeah. you know, obviously Richard Keogh, obviously who only just left Derby this season yeah. to yeah. whatever. Um, Jake Buxton, obviously been there a few years. The, the guys never got injured. Yeah. It, it, was, it was one of those positions that those two just never, I mean, Keogh had a record at Derby for seven years. Yeah, I don't really remember him being out. Yeah, I really don't. And Jake was the same. It was very, very rare that he was, yeah. he was ever out. So obviously, and obviously they were a, a pretty decent center center back pairing. So obviously yeah. your, your opportunities, certainly after, after Nigel left, uh, obviously that probably played into that factor as well, that you, know, you can't, it's almost unfair to change, to change yeah, no, of course you understand that as a player as well you know you just have mm. to be ready for your chance because uh, when i made my full debut we played cardiff away i played right back you know mm. and i didn't have any problem with that because i can play different positions and stuff we just got to be ready for that i knew the center back pairing we had with keo and boxer they never got injured they were solid at the back and the understanding of the game together like they played really well together and i, I was never the guy saying like i can do better whatever i was just waiting for my chance literally and when he came i think i did well and stuff and then obviously the first year that's how it ended. And then the second year we started, I think we started poorly. We played, I remember we played Forest away. Uh, we lost one nil. Kio got sent off. Yeah. And all other centre backs were uh, injured. We had OB was injured. Obviously Sean Barker was injured. We didn't have anybody else apart from me and Jake Boxton. So we played on a Saturday. Lost to Forest one nil. Kio got sent off. So he was he was suspended for the next game against Ipswich. That was a Tuesday night game. I think you remember that. That was the first game. Uh, I think uh, Darren Russell took charge of it and then McLaren came. And that was a crazy game. I think we drew 4-4. Yes, I do. I was there. Yeah. So, I thought that was my chance because uh, we didn't have any other centre-backs. Yeah. So, I'm thinking yeah, I'm going to mon Monday training and I'll be playing on Tuesday because I was the only centre-back left in the, in the squad. And then on Monday, they signed uh, Zach. I think or Tuesday morning was Zach Whitbread. Yeah. And suddenly Darren Russell comes to me on Monday and goes, like, Yeah, hey, you're not training with the first team, you're gonna go we're gonna train with the 18th, you're not gonna be in the squad tomorrow. And I was like, Okay. <laughs> I was like surprised I didn't realize what's happening, you know. I was like angry at uh, one point, but I thought like yeah, you just gotta respect the decision, just do what he's telling you because he's the manager for the next game. And from then on, I uh, literally had a feeling because I thought the chances McLaren was in the stand and you watch the game. If you play well, you obviously, you know, he's going to look further and maybe play you more and stuff like that. I thought that's going to be my chance, but it wasn't. And from then on, uh, my Derby career literally went downhill. Uh, like, I realized McLaren, he brought like new play players in, like on loan from the Premier League because Michael Keane was centre back who came in. Wisdom, Andre Wisdom, came from Liverpool at the time. And I just knew, like, yeah, it's done for me, you know. It's understanding, it's business, that's how it works. So I was looking for a new club. Uh, couldn't find one for some reason. My agent was, like, not doing all the work he had to do and stuff. And from then on, I just tried to, like, literally, uh, like, went to Gateshead for a bit, just, like, try and get my career on track again. But then I got injured on my knee. Uh, pretty bad. Was out for, like, six months. And from then on, I just, like, uh, couldn't hold on to it and couldn't get back to the level I was. That's basically my career. <laughs> so, no. sorry, Jason, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, do you, it's obviously when McLaren comes in, I remember it, I remember it well. And obviously what that team went yeah. on to uh, nearly achieve, you know, it was, was pretty almost, special. Yeah. yeah, almost. I was there, I was there at Wembley. It was a, yeah. not a very nice day, but uh, do, you, do you, I mean, you sound, to be perfectly honest with you, Val, you sound like a very, 
level-headed guy that doesn't yeah. you know, just just ex you accept that's part of football. But do, yeah. do you think you would you was really given the opportunity under McLaren? Did you think McLaren really gave you the opportunity mm. to share what you could do? No, honestly, no, I don't think so. Like uh, when McLaren came in, uh, I can tell you this: like the whole atmosphere in the club changed. Mm. Like we went from Nigel Clough, it was professional, you know, what we did on the club and whatever the training and stuff. But Nigel Clough didn't pay that much attention to detail and stuff. You know, we used to train in the morning, and then some guys used to go to the gym, whatever. Most of the guys went home. Like it was like how to say not as professional as it was with McLaren because when yeah. McLaren came in, he brought his team around and stuff. And everybody like it just like clicked in their heads and said, "Boys, we have a really good chance here." And it, his training, Steve McLaren's trains were unbelievable. Like the way he trained and stuff, like always motivating you and pushing you to do the best. And I think the guys realized that, and it, the, the the atmosphere changed very quickly. Like in the space of one two weeks, it changed very quickly, and the boys that their mindset was set to achieve something great in this season because the way we were playing, because we had a great team. You know, because when McLaren came, it wasn't many changes from the, the team before, you know, like and we could all play football and stuff. And we wasn't one of the teams who just like booing the ball around and stuff like we actually tried to play football and it changed. And the McLaren was the extra, like how to say, the extra step that mm. we can achieve something great. But he didn't give us the chance. Like he gave like a lot of guys. He didn't give us like sometimes he didn't even let me train with the first team and stuff. He wouldn't just tell me, yeah, just go train with 21s and stuff, whatever. Uh, talked to him once, I said, yeah, I can feel that you don't need me here, you don't want me to be here and whatever. Like, uh, is there a chance for me to like go on loan or find me a club on loan where I can progress myself and whatever, because my contract runs out in the summer and mm -hmm. it doesn't look like I'm going to stay here. But he said, like, yeah, I'll be following your games. I wasn't uh, at Barnet on loan. Mm -hmm. Yeah, in the winter I played like 15 games or so. I played really well there. And he's going like, yeah, I'm going to watch your games and stuff. And when you come back in the summer, we'll talk about it. But he was never there. <laughs> That's what I've yeah, heard. Not, him, not one of his guys. Nobody was there. Like, they didn't so, care about it. Val, Cluffy used to come to the youth team games and the under-23 games yeah. and the under-21 games and, and stuff like that. And then, obviously, McLaren didn't. So, as a player for you, it's obviously more motivating, I would I suspect, obviously, okay. when the first team manager is looking at you because you can sit in the dressing room and go, well, I I'm in with a shout today if I do well. Exactly. It, 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 it does, when he doesn't come, do you lose that little extra bit of motivation? Uh, yeah, of course. Because I think most of the guys even playing... Because I got fed up playing 21's football at one point. Because I just thought I'm, I'm better than these guys. Because I was playing against kids, you know, 16, 17-year-olds. And I was just thinking, like, I'm, big, I'm better than, bigger than these guys. I shouldn't be playing against kids. You know, I should be playing against men and competing with these guys. And whenever he wasn't there or whatever, I, you, lost, you lost a bit of motivation, you know. But... Uh, yeah, and you just get like in a zone where you say like, yeah, why should I do this? You know, nobody cares about me and stuff like this. But yeah, it's like a bad mindset you should have. You shouldn't have as a footballer. But it's just like how it works. How you work as a human being. You know, if the guy isn't there, you know, you don't care as much. I've I've always wondered this, Val, and I don't know. I don't know how much you can go into detail or whatever. Yeah. But as a professional footballer, when you're coming, when you're on the team sheet, you're in. You're either in the starting 11 or you're on the bench or the first team yeah. for a regular game. What's yeah. said in the dressing room before the game to the players? I mean, is it just like, let's come on and go get them and whatever? Or yeah. is it a bit of tactics? Is it a bit of both? Can you relay a couple stories from that as well? I think, uh, well, there is obviously the big team talk. And most of that is just like pushing each other and just like getting fired up for the game. 
But then there's like certain guys, every player is different, where they talk like either the coach or some like the captain, whatever, talks into you like a bit more detailed and tells you about the other players and stuff. Because obviously I was, uh, when I, I remember uh, when I played, when I started the first game against Cardiff, that was my full debut, yeah. I wasn't uh, expecting to start, yeah. Got in a changing room, seen my name in the team sheet and I seen us playing the right back. No, I've never played professionally as a right, but I always played centre back or either centre mid holding midfield or whatever. But it wasn't a problem for me because I can adapt to the situation. Yeah, but I remember uh, Nigel Clough came to me. Like most of the team talk was just with me, and I remember Keo and Boxen and these guys came to me and like telling me like, yeah, no pressure and whatsoever. And I was, I'm like this guy. I'm like calm when I'm going to the games. You know, I don't get excited like the surroundings around it. I don't care about it. You know. And I was just like, at one point, I just said to them, boys, just let me play the game, you know what I mean? What can go wrong? Yeah, literally, I said, I said, don't be 30,000 people, just like stay calm and just do your stuff and whatever, do the basics. And Clove used to tell me, like, don't run forward as a right back, just stay in the back and stuff like that. I said, no, I'm not doing that. I went up and down the line. <laughs> and I got booked after 10 minutes, yeah, for a bad tackle. And the whole game, like, he was just shouting at me, saying, Val, you can't get sent off. You can't get sent off. Halftime team talk. It was nil nearly. Only thing you say is that Val, you can't get sent off in this game, whatever. Just stay in the back. If he runs past you, just let him go, whatever. I say, okay, that's fine. Did he? Did he ever give you? Did he ever give the team a? What do they call it, Jason? The hair dryer treatment, where he yeah. where he rips you a new one because you're playing poorly. What? Yeah. What, what's yeah. that like? He comes across as that type of player. <laughs> Manager, uh, sorry, he really. Oh uh, yeah. First game of season. I don't know if you remember the Sheffield Wednesday game. We're winning 2-1, 85th minute, I come off the bench. Yeah, He just told me, like, stay in front of the de defenders, whatever comes to you, just kick the ball away. We concede late goal. Yeah, I think Jeff Hendry gave the ball away. We concede a left, uh, uh, late goal. Comes in after the game. First thing he goes, goes to Jeff Hendry. Shouts at his face and goes, like, you're a disgrace, you're stuff. You should be going outside and paying every fan their money back because because of you, we lost three points here and stuff like this. And he's just, like, shouting at them. I was just thinking, like, if that would be me, I would have probably cried. 18 years old, you know, first. And he was just sitting there and taking it, you know. It's just one of these. I remember he shouted at me once at the 21s level uh, game. We were playing Birmingham. We were losing 4-0 at halftime. Yeah. And, you know, at more farm training ground, uh, the pitch is on the right. There's like a hill and then you just go down here. You know? yeah. And he was all standing in, on the hill and just watching the games like this, you know. Halftime, we're losing 4-0 to Birmingham, yeah. There's like a couple of 16 year old kids in front playing, and they, both of them scored like two goals. And I was captain and like did three mistakes, something like that. He runs down the hill, comes to me, and just shouts at me, saying, You're a dis disgrace, whatever. I'm going to rip your contract off. You're going to go back to Switzerland and stuff like this. And I was just like, Okay, I'm sorry. What can I do? I didn't say anything. I was just looking at him and just trying to take in and just <laughs> stay calm, you know. But yeah, I've had it a few times. Like sometimes you shout at me. When when you were in training at Derby, you just mentioned Jeff Hendrick. Obviously, Jeff Hendrick yeah. and Will Hughes were in and around the team at that time, and they've gone on to Premier League careers. Uh, um, could you tell when you were training with them that they were at a different were they at a different level then? Or yeah. again, yeah. was everybody kind of at the same? Was everybody kind of at the same level? And then again, it's and I'm not sliding their talent, but they get a bit of a yeah. break or someone takes a shine to them. What what were your kind of opinion? What what, what your experiences with that? No, you could tell. You can tell. Will Hughes was special. Like, when he had the ball in his feet, like, he never lost it. Like, every pass was made, like, perfect place and whatever. Like, he never lost the ball in training and stuff. I and mean, he was, like, really special. You know, you see this tiny guy and you think, yeah, you can push him around and stuff. 
but you can't do it. Like he was special in training. Jeff Hendrick was just a, like he was a machine, you know, like big guy, big yeah, strong guy, and whatever. And uh, I'm happy for both of these guys when I've seen them both moving to Premier League uh, clubs. I was really happy for them. And yeah, other guys were like special. Uh, Chris Martin was good and like just like holding the ball up and stuff. Like his striker, his intelligence in front of the goal and stuff is ridiculous. Like he can place the ball wherever he wants to and stuff. Jamie Ward. Uh, was I think the best player I played with at the time of Derby, because like small guy, so you could never take the ball away from him. But you could see like some players like really special talented. Mason Bennett was just like I think 16, 17 year old, uh, years old, even younger when I was there. And you can see his power and stuff and determination to do well. Uh, yeah, you could see that from a couple of players. But most of guys like who played was were really good. Like none of them you could say like he was bad or whatever. They are all great lads and great players. It's, it's interesting, Corey. You hear some of those names like Mason Bennett, who obviously is still contracted to Derby at this moment in yeah. time. Chris Martin, who's literally just left this summer. I've seen that, yeah. You know, and it's like, it, it, it's and obviously Keo this year. It, it's surprising that they were around that, that long ago. Um, yeah. It doesn't seem like, what, seven, seven nearly eight, eight years, years ago. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't seem it doesn't seem that long ago, but it, it obviously is. And obviously now Jake Buxton, he, he's manager at Burton Albion. And, you know, manager yeah, at Burton, yeah, yeah it's, that. it's things like that. And it's like, wow. I mean, it's, it, it, it's, rem it's, it's nice to reminisce and go back to that time and re remember a few of those players playing for Derby. Yeah. And, I'd like I'd like one or two of them in the uh, in in the team now. There's no doubt about that. But yeah, um, imagine a so, couple of words, Jason, until, until yeah, they were, October they were. and then last week. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They were, yeah. but but no more. But no more. But um, so Val, from obviously from Derby, you've you've mentioned your your club career um, internationally. You were you were capped by you chose Albania, I believe. Yes, Albania. I played on the twenty-ones level, Albania. Yeah. Was what was what was the decision by that choice? Was it Albania came to you? You had a choice between them and the Swiss national team. Uh, basically, it was like Nagyklov put pressure on both of these, like uh, Switzerland and Albania. He put pressure on them. Said, "Yeah, Val needs to be an international player." That's what it was. He says he's playing at Derby County and he's playing first team football, so he needs to be an international player. And Switzerland, like, was like, yeah, we'll see what we can do and stuff like this. And the Albanian, uh, the Albanian manager, then the 21s manager, he actually was in England a lot of times and he watched 21s games with me. And I talked to him after games and stuff, and he was really interested to do that. And I just thought myself, okay, there's a bigger chance for me to play in the Albanian first team than the Swiss, the Swiss first team. And even if I would have had the choice, I would have chosen Albania rather than Switzerland. Because I just think the competition in Switzerland is going to be much bigger and I feel more uh, Albanian harder than Swiss harder, even though I'm, I was born here, grown up here. And so my parents are originally from Kosovo, you know, and Kosovo wasn't had, didn't have a national team at the time. Yeah, they only have have it now. And I thought, yeah, Albania would be perfect for me. You know, I can de develop there and just like try and get in the first team. That's basically was the main decision, the main reason for the decision. Okay. <laughs> So and I think was oh, it, sorry, was, yeah, sorry, Jason. Was it a proud moment? Obviously, how proud were you of the moment when you got the call to come in and and you pull that Albanian shirt on for the first time and that crest is is sitting on that yeah. shirt over your heart and you and you walk out onto that field and you hear the national anthem. How yeah. how proud of a moment was that for you? I was really proud. Uh, even though it was only twenty one level, you know, I would have loved to do it in the first team, obviously. But even though at 21 level, I was re like really proud because I can tell as a footballer that was one of my proudest moments next to making my professional debut when I did it for Derby. 
like these two moments probably like stand out in my career. And it's just one of these because you play, we played Spain, for example, yeah, and you get the chance to play against these world-class players from Spain. Like I played against Morata, De Lofeo, and all these guys, you know, playing in Madrid and stuff. It's just like it's, it's a different atmosphere around the, at the games and stuff. Even the fans, they go like more crazy about these games and stuff. It's just like it's a nice feeling. Yeah, yeah I was going to say that, that at the time, so 2013, I think it was when you were yeah. involved in the 21s. Like you say, with that Spanish side and, and certainly one or two of the others, you would have played against some of what are yeah. now the, probably the world, the the, the the world class players that are out there exactly. out there. Today. Um, obviously, the, the step so the step up to the first to the to the main national side was obviously that hampered by by your your injuries. Yeah, it was more hampered by because I uh, wasn't able to find a club after Derby for some reason. Like I had like some trouble with my age. I don't want to get into it. And yeah, it was because I didn't find a club straight after Derby. Because if I would have had a club, say Championship level, even League One level, you know, what I mean, they would have. Like because at uh, at the time in Albania there wasn't like the players they didn't play in like high leagues and stuff so the chance was there it was just because they didn't find a club straight after and I wasn't playing for like almost four or five months till I gone to Gateshead but then I knew it was gonna be too late and my main focus was there if I can play like a half a season well at Gateshead somebody from like a higher league will pick me up and this was gonna be the case at the end but obviously I got injured and I was out for like six months. And so missed like the whole summer, and from then it just went downhill, and I was just like looking at other options. And... So you, your football career, in a nutshell, um, obviously, I'm I'm presuming. It, do you do you feel happy, and you know, are, are you do you feel humble with with what you managed to achieve in the game of football, or is it a? I, I really. Obviously, instead, yeah. without the injuries, you could have. You know, obviously, you, you would still be playing now, presumably. Obviously, you, yeah, yeah. You're, not, you're not too old. Um, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Is it is it a case uh, of what what could have been um, in terms of football? I just think I think I could have achieved much more than I did. But uh, in all honesty, it wasn't just the danger. It was at the end, you know. Uh, but uh, how to say? Like at the start, even the double, like my mind wasn't like fully focused on it. I didn't appreciate it as much like being a footballer than maybe others did. I didn't even work as hard, you know, sometimes. It's just one of these things because I was a young lad coming to England. Like I didn't have anybody around me uh, who was like trying to tell me like, yeah, this is the right thing to do. This is what you have to do and stuff like this, you know. I was basically on my own and then you get distracted, you know, by get a lot of money and other stuff and you know going out and shit like this mm. and you get distracted a little bit but from what your main focus is i think i could have achieved much more you know but i'm, I'm not gonna regret it it's just the way it works it worked out that way i'm happy that i made it as a footballer that i made my professional debut because not many can say that yeah and even in england because like i always wanted to go to england it's like my favorite leagues are in england i always watch english football and stuff like this uh, yeah, I'm happy that I did all this. I could have achieved more, but I'm not gonna. Regret, I don't regret it. You know? if, it's just Val, one of these things. You're gonna make the best out of it. That's how it worked out at the end. Yeah, yeah. Val, if you could go back to eight years ago and talk to 17, 18, 19 year old Valentin Jacques, yeah. what what advice? What advice would you give him? Just work harder than you. Just work harder. Stay focused. And basically, just just like concentrate on football because you could have done so much more. Because I had the talent, like in all honesty, I think more most players, if you would ask them, 
who played with me, they can say like I, I was talented. You know, I had the ability to play professional football in England and stuff. But it's just like the hard work and determination. I didn't have it at the time, you know. It's just one of these things. Like not most like you see a lot of young lads, you know, they do well for a year or two and then they uh, yeah. get out of the picture, you know what I mean? Because it's just like the thing, the, the focus. And you just have like people around you would literally tell you and try to keep you on the right path. I think, like you say, I think it's very difficult, isn't it, Corey? From, like you say, be, being plucked out of Switzerland at the age of 17 and, and then being thrust into 30,000 a week in front of, you know, Derby yeah. fans and moving countries and, and, and all that kind of thing. Like you say, you didn't really have that arm around you in some yeah, respect or that friend you could talk to, um, to to help make those, I suppose, correct decisions. Like you say, you, you'd certainly never regret it. But, yeah, I, I suppose that... I, if I was to put myself in your shoes at 18 and, and to be, mm. you know, a couple of thousand miles away to, to do a job yeah. and, and not really have anybody that I know and, and that kind of thing, I can imagine it, it's really, it's really difficult to be honest. I... Yeah, it definitely is. Definitely is. It's not an easy situation, you know, but uh, yeah, it's just one of these things. Like I, I always thought that was mentally strong, you know, till I actually got there. I mm. always thought like, uh, yeah, this is not going to do anything to me, even though it's England, you know, like, if you play the championship, you have a chance to go play in Premier League, you know, if you go up. And so I always thought, like, yeah, playing in front of 30,000 is not going to do anything to me. I'm mentally strong like this. But, yeah, you can say it. One, uh, one thing to say it and the other thing is to actually do it. You know? mm. But it's hard. It's hard. Definitely. Do you, I've, heard of, I've heard some stories, Val, of former footballers who... Get involved. Who obviously love the game as a child, and I'm assuming you love the game because that's what you chose yeah. your profession to be. And then they get they get into this professional environment, and they kind of fall out of love with the game because of there's necess there's there's trappings and things that the average fan's not aware of. Whether yeah. obviously you know there's there's agents and there's distractions and there's talk and there's all these different things. Growing up loving football, which I'm assuming you did. Yeah. Have you? Do you still love the game as much as what you did as a kid? And, and what over your career has has changed your relation? Has your relationship with football changed yeah. from your from your time being a professional? From your time when you were a professional? Yeah, I love the game still, you know. But I wouldn't say I love it as much as I did, like maybe eight, ten years ago, whatever. When I first when I started playing, you know, it's just like because the it's not really the pressure because with pressure as a footballer, you're gonna have pressure every day. It's just like all these dirty business you're doing behind, you know, as you mentioned before, the agents and stuff. Like, I would recommend to any guys, if you can do the deals yourself or do a family member or whatever to do the deals for you, just do it. Don't get any agents involved in it because agents are a lot of talk. They give you high promises and stuff. They say, hey, I'm going to move you there. I'm going to move you there. This guy's interested. At the end, nothing's going to work out. You know, if you can do it by yourself, do it by yourself. You know, if you need any help, just get like some family member or get like a professional lawyer or whatever to do your contract because you can do uh, the talking with the club as good as the agent, you know what I mean? Mm. Because he's just going to negotiate for you and just tells you, yeah, my guy wants this and this, this. Why can't you say by yourself? You know what I mean? I even realized that when I, when I made the deal with Derby, like I didn't have any say in it. Yeah, I got a call from my agent says, yeah, the deal is ready for you. Just go sign it. I say, yeah, but I want to read it. How much is the money? How long is the contract and stuff like this? And he said, no, 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 it's all fine. Just sign it. <laughs> so I called my, uh, yeah, I called my dad up. I said, dad, what should I do? I said, I'm not, I'm not feeling sure about this. And he goes like, yeah, just sign it because the first thing is to just get into it, you know, get mm. have a contract, whatever, and then the rest will work out itself. And that's like one of the things. Or even like, because as young lads, you always feel like, yeah, sometimes you 
you don't you're not given the chance to show yourself you know they always say like yeah keep working hard work hard and training stuff we'll watch you whenever there's a chance we'll let you play in the first team i realize that more and more now there's always like more young lads playing even you see premier league 11 stuff like you see 17 year olds so. but i just think like when i used to play not many people were given a chance you know no because like for example in the first uh, season a derby like Till like the last three games of the season, we couldn't go up, we couldn't go down. We were like mid-table, stuck at tenth or twelfth or something like that. Mm. And I thought like, yeah, this is a chance for the last two or three games to so let me play, for example, just get some experience. I wasn't even in the squad, you know. Yeah. And that's just, as a young lad, it just like brings you down, you know. And you just think yourself, yeah, I'm working and training hard and doing all this stuff, but nobody's giving me a chance, you know. You you described yourself as a as a ball playing center half. Yeah. And maybe. 10 years ago, yeah, the English game wasn't at that point where you would need ball-playing center halves. Obviously, now you see it because you've got sweeper keepers yeah. and Darby have signed a couple defenders specifically because they can play out from the back. Do you, think, do you think if – do you think now if you were to start your career and you were the same age, do yeah. you think you would have stood more of a chance because of the way the game's evolved in the last decade, wanting more players that suit your style of play rather than kind of just hoof it upfield? I would say, yeah, I would say yes, but I think at the time when I played Derby, I thought that was my big advantage, you know, because not many could do it, you know, because mm -hmm. I've seen, like, you see in lower leagues and stuff, even a Derby, Keogh obviously came in. I don't know, I can't remember how the guys before him played, like the center. Keogh can play at the back because he's very good with his feet, you know. And I just thought, like, this is an advantage for me because not many can do it in this league. And I thought it's not, if it's not going to work out at Derby, for example, at the end, maybe somebody else will pick me up. But you see it now, more and more people can do it. So I think I had the advantage there. I just, I don't think like, sometimes I just wasn't given the chance to, to show it. But because now I think that the, the, I just say, uh, like you have more and more people who can do it. You see that every level, even like leagues, uh, teams in League Two and whatever, try to play out the back and stuff. So yeah, I, would, I wouldn't say that. We, we we could do with somebody like that now, Corey, in the, in the back line. I know that much. We could. We'll we'll call up. We're going to call up Mel, aren't we? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, if, you, if your knees are all right, Val, then uh, see if you fancy. Yeah, I need I need a couple of months to get fit. Though. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Val, you know, what's your what, what's your biggest memory of of Derby? That, uh, that you I'll, you know, what's the one thing that you'll take away for the rest of your life? I think uh, the passion of the fans, you know, uh, I remember one situation very well when I signed, it was like only like a couple of weeks after they had me to do a sign session at uh, Westfield, you know, and there was like thousands of people there and nobody knew where, who I was, you know, I was this 18 year old guy coming from Switzerland or whatever, but it just was for the fans, it was like something special and the way they treated me from the start on, like, it's just like so passionate. They're so passionate about the club and they want them to do well and stuff. And, and they literally love like every player who's there. And that's literally one thing. And it's what well, I'm going to take, like I'm going to keep uh, in my heart for the rest of my life. And that's how, why I think I still have like this connection with Derby because I fly over uh, like five, six times a year. I still got friends in Derby and stuff. Like I'm always there, you know, you, you might see me one day in the streets or whatever. And I think I'm always going to have this connection with Derby. Like forever, Val. I, you obviously, I think you just read my questions because I was going to ask how many times do you go back to England and stuff. <laughs> have you? Do you ever? 
Have you ever been back to a Derby game since? And, and would you go again in the future just to, just to watch uh, it as a, as a fan? I would definitely go back. I, it was, I didn't have the time because like uh, most of the times when I was there, they were playing away. But I'd definitely go to Pipe Park. Like I'm, I'm even trying next season if, if everything clears up with Corona and fans are allowed back in and stuff. Uh, yeah, I'll definitely try and do that. Uh, just go watch a game. And But I keep following them on TV all the time. Uh, they like you can watch them here in Switzerland. I watch like also most of the games of them, uh, like every Saturday, Tuesday, whatever when they play. But I'll, I'll definitely try to go back to Pipe Park and just watch a couple of games. So, two two questions, Val. Your, yes. Your best memory or best moment as as a footballer, and, and your worst. My yeah, best one I would say was making the debut, professional debut, first game of season, uh, two thousand twelve thirteen was against Sheffield Wednesday at home. Pride Park it was like twenty eight thousand people. That was the best moment for me. I wasn't expecting it. I was literally on the bench. It was 85th, 86th minute. The Nigel Club called me up, said, well, come on, get ready, get in. That was probably the best moment. Uh, the worst moment was, yeah, I would say when I got injured and I knew, like I had like a back of my mind, I knew, I said, yeah, this could be over for you. Mm. I said, this could be over just because you you played at the lower standard. I was a gate set in the conference at the time. Uh, just because you played at a lower level, it's going to be hard for you to get back on like to a good level of football. And I just thought, like, uh, either stick around and just play in these lower league uh, football games or whatever, till somebody might pick you up, or just like finish your career, or whatever, and just like uh, go in another direction, which I did at the end. And what so, is it that you're doing, Val? What, I'm what, just what working right now. Yeah, yeah, I've been working for the past four years. Just I'm a supervisor now, and I'll just change jobs. Uh, from November on, I got a new job as an account manager. So, yeah, I'm happy about that. Cool. Are you are you still involved in in football in any way, Val? I know, obviously, um, I've heard you speak before. You don't necessarily play uh, football as much because you want to be playing yeah. at that higher level. But are you still exactly. involved? Are you still involved in the game, mentoring young players, coaching, involved at youth level or anything? No, not really. Like I'm just when I play, I play with friends and stuff. But I've got a great friend. He's a scout. Uh, he used to be a scout at QPR, then he went to Blackburn first, QPR, Stoke, and now he's at Nuremberg in Germany. But I still, I'm still in touch with him like uh, a lot of times, and sometimes he asks me like, "Yeah, can you watch his play in Switzerland for me or whatever? Just give me a report of him, see if he's any good and stuff." Like I do that, and I like doing that as well because I still watch a lot of games, and my knowledge of football is actually very good. <laughs> like I have a great knowledge of it, I know a lot of stuff, and that's why like sometimes he just asks me and I watch games for him or whatever. But apart and, from that, no, not involved. And you said, you know, you watch a lot of the Derby County games. The season's yeah. just finished. So yeah. Derby finished 10th, where they finished eight years ago when it's you were on board with them. How would you, obviously, you just summed up the season in, in one word, but uh, give us give us, give us us a few lines on, on your thoughts on the seasons, players that stood out for you, and then areas that Derby could improve upon that we might not necessarily notice being not, not being an ex-pro. Well... I just think disappointed because I really thought uh, this is going to be one of the years they probably going to challenge like for even the top two spots or whatever because they have the players. I just don't know. Like sometimes when I watch them, it just like it, feel, uh, it feels like they're missing something, you know. And obviously Rooney came in. I thought like, yeah, he might be the, the, give them a little push. And he did because you're doing like quite well till like the last three, four games. And there's just like something missing. I like that the young lads were getting a chance. You know, mm. uh, Sibley, I've seen him when he scored a hat-trick. Yeah, I love that moment. 
Uh, yeah, they're getting the chance more and more. I like that. They have a good team. They need maybe a couple of pieces, and I think they just need to like get themselves together and just like say, boys, we have a great opportunity here to bring like a a great club back to the Premier League where it belongs. And uh, just like need to just focus on that because you had a season with a lot of distractions. Yes, uh, remember the incident. I put, it mi- put it mildly, Val. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like every time I read something, there was Derby was in the news, either this, either that. Something happened. You know what I mean? And it's just like, yeah, okay, season's finished. Just try focus on the next one because I think the squad is good enough. They need maybe a couple of additions and stuff because, like you say, Chris Martin, uh, Chris Martin left. Mm. You need a replacement for him. You can't just go without a striker. Yeah, get a couple replacements and i think yeah they'll do fine hopefully they get promoted next season that'll be great fingers crossed so obviously fingers. you've just said you've you've obviously football career's done you've moved into other things do you ever see in the future you getting involved with anything football related uh, is yeah the, is the passion there to get back involved in in some respects yeah uh i'd like to do like a scouting job or whatever like i like to do that not necessarily like i wouldn't do like manager or agent no chance but like managing stuff i wouldn't do that because i just think like i'd be too passionate about it and probably shot more at the, at the players than <laughs> help them out yeah but like scouting or whatever if somebody needs an opinion of me you know like watching a player and stuff i'd like to do that i could i could see myself doing that in maybe a couple of years we could do with a scout uh, derby Corey. yeah he's yeah. got he's got a eu passport as well jason yeah yeah. So yeah, there we go. We can you can let us know the Swiss gems that are out there. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. If you if you want to email us, Val, and any players, and we'll we'll try and pass them on for you. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> we could do. I'll have a look. I'll have a look. <laughs> Anything else from you, Corey? No, I mean Val. Thanks so much for taking the time. You know, um, no problem, you, guys. You've you've. Been, you've I'll be honest. You you've come in here and you've been very honest about your career and very open. Yeah. And that's not something that you that's that's a rarity these days. Um, yeah. And I, I really appreciate the fact that you've been so candid and you've been so open about it. And I, I, t- I actually, I do have one more question, Jason, and I wasn't going to ask this question, but I have a burning desire to do that. So I'm going to, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go for it. What's it like to play as yourself on the FIFA video game? <laughs> uh, great feeling. One of the best feelings <laughs> as far. Is that I, no, is I, that- I, yeah, that's like a, a dream of every boy. You know, we play FIFA like all these years and stuff. And then when you see yourself in the game, it's a great feeling. But I used to always put myself up front, so I enjoyed that a bit more. I never that's where, J- that's where Jason got the striker thing from. I think it is, yeah. yeah. Probably, I, must yeah. <laughs> I must have done the same. Is that, is yeah, that when you know that you, is that when you know you've made it, Val? When you're in FIFA? Yeah, that's one, that's one of the moments as well. Because you like still- you see like... All- all your friends and back home and stuff, you know, and they go like, oh, I played, uh, like I got so many pictures and videos of my friends and stuff saying like, I'm playing FIFA with you. It's ridiculous. Like you're my friend. I grew up with you and stuff. I remember you since you're a little kid and stuff. And now I'm playing FIFA with you. Do you still so, have yeah, a copy of the game? No, I don't have it on. Well, well you can get it. In. Well, yeah, I can get you get one. Because I remember, yeah. I remember I played FIFA. I think I've been playing FIFA since 02 now. So I've been playing FIFA like a long yeah. time. Yes. And I remember you in that game, and I'll I'll be yeah. honest with you, I played you because I was like, I want to go with all youth. I don't like these center halves, so yeah. I actually played you in the game. And so I was like, when we were talking, and Jason was like, we were talking about, it, I was like, I remember him in FIFA, like yeah. so. So yeah, I played I played with you in FIFA. So. In FIFA, I stood out because I used to wear blue boots, yeah. and I like the FIFA put myself blue boots on. 
I like that fact. It's just me. Uh, everybody, you know, usually these young lads and whatever, they have black or white or whatever. And it's just me with blue boots. And I, I like that. That's sick. I've just realised I've got one more question before we let you go, Val. Thank um, yeah. Scoring a professional goal. You have done it. Yeah. What does it feel yeah. like? Yeah, my first one was, uh, I think, Barnett. Mm. Yeah, I scored a Barnett. It's a great feeling, you know. I would have loved to do it, like, probably at a higher level. You know, well, you get you get a, a great buzz out of it. Yeah. I've I've been, I've been I've been to Barnet. I, I I know oh, yeah. I know Barnet very well. Yes, and uh, and the surrounding areas. But yeah, I suppose doing it in front of uh, a bigger crowd and and yeah, scoring it yeah. been would have been would have been great. Yeah. Well, but as a defender, I can tell you, uh, you probably buzz more of like say a goal line clearance or a great tackle than uh, scoring a goal. I can yeah. tell you that. For a fact, right. like you put so much more if you do a great tackle or whatever. And for example, you do a tackle and the crowd goes up and just like celebrates or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. You put much more of that than scoring a goal the other. I, I must admit, it went when I was younger. I played as a I played as a right back, centre off, yeah. Um, yeah. and yeah. Oh, there was no, there was no better feeling uh, than than putting in a good challenge. There was no doubt yeah. about that. Exactly. It, it was, and I did score the odd one as well. But yeah, um, <laughs> putting in a good tackle. You're quite right, actually. I, I think exactly. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed yeah. that more often. But uh, yeah, like Corey said, Val, it's it's been a very open and honest interview from you, and it's uh, it's it, it's been very been very nice to speak to you. And thank you very much. Um, Appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Thank you very much for your time. And next time no you're problem. in Derby, Val, we'll uh, hopefully yeah, I'm there. Sure. We could all we could all meet up. You know. Yeah, go for a drink. No problem, man. I'm up for that. That would yeah. be great. Well, all right. Good. Thank you very much, guys. Okay. That is Appreciate the end of the podcast. It. Cheers, Val. Cheers, Thanks Corey. Everyone. Always. Bye, Take yeah, care, bye -bye. guys. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the latest episode of the Rams Review Podcast. Please remember to get in touch on the socials. On Twitter, we are at RamsReview1. Our Facebook is Rams Review Podcast. Or you could drop us an email, ramsreview at hotmail.com. Until next time, thank you very much and up the Rams.